0: Welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With Member podcast. RSVP is a member community for the global luxury wedding and party industry. And every week I interview a different member. After half an hour, you'll know them like old friends. Sit back and enjoy. My guest today describes herself thus. I'm a native to the island of Mallorca in Spain. And my father was the most knowledgeable person I ever met. Who could debate any topic on world and current affairs and spoke 11 languages. My two brothers and I speak five languages. My dream as a child was to travel the world as a photographer. I actually became a Wall Street market analyst after studying art, advertising, and MBA, being scooped up into the world of financial analysis. My career in New York was in full steam when I decided to, to return to my home island. My journey from numbers to nuptials was a calling to embrace my creativity. When I announced to my family that I was going to become a wedding planner at a time when there was no real market for it in Majorca, their response in at least five languages was that it sounded like a hobby rather than a real occupation. I love travel, fashion, and above all else, spending time with my husband and son, who at the age of 12 has traveled the world and already speaks five languages. Welcome, Mandy Lago. Thank you. Good to be here. Now, you're in Mallorca, as it said. You're, um, you're a native Mallorcan and you were born there. You've, you've been, well, apart from your stint in New York, you've been there all, all your life, have you?
1: Uh, well, I, I did. I studied abroad also. So um, I, 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 I was born here, spent most of my youth here. And then in my teenage years, I went to do my A-levels in the UK. Then I did my, uh, my university career in the UK and my MBA in the UK. And that's when, as you said, I got scooped up by the financial industry and I started working in the city in London for Reuters. And um, th- that was for three years. And then off to New York. Um, and after that, I said, right, time to pull the plug and and go back to what I want, go back to my island. Because if I don't do it now, it, it will just go on forever.
0: It'll never happen. Do you have a first memory of growing up in New York?
1: I, I have... A broad memory because where I lived, where my parents still live actually, is this uh, apartment building right in front of the sea. And every single day, all the kids of the building, we all just spent the whole day down by the pool, down by, you know, past midnight, we were all down there. It was just perfectly safe. So my memory of that is basically just that, just being outdoors playing all the time.
0: And I suppose, I mean, um, we we're, we're, I think we're, we're about the same age. So I imagine since then and now, New York has changed an awful lot in terms of.
1: It has, and 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 I and I've seen the change. So obviously, growing up. The what what there was here is what I wanted. You know, I was young. I wanted to go clubbing. I wanted to go partying. So I wanted all the tourists, you know, to just go wild. We used to go to, you know, what we call mega rough. <laughs> you know, so that's basically what we wanted. But since coming back 18 years ago, there's been again such a shift, and it's been for the for the better because the island is actually gorgeous. But there there wasn't the the the, the market wasn't set up for the upscale tourism which it is now I mean in the time that I've been doing this so many high-end boutique hotels have, have come up which are attracting the right you know the right clientele which goes on a par with my industry the fact that those people can see this as a potentially luxury market means that they could be interested in doing their weddings here
0: Of course of course of course well we are a creative industry so do you have any favorite art forms that you practice in music is it theater? Drama, art?
1: So I would say painting, because I, I studied art. Um, I was a devout Kandinsky follower, so I love abstract. And then apart from that, music. Music is, is there all the time.
0: So what's your favourite Kandinsky painting, and where does it hang, actually?
1: Oh, oh actually, I, I, I couldn't tell you now where it, where it hangs. I mean, I know it's the um, it's called the Red, Blue and Yellow dots because it's the one that I did for my dissertation but I couldn't tell you where it's hanging
0: that's so okay at
1: the time it was probably the Louvre so it's uh, yeah it's, I every time we go away somewhere it doesn't matter what, if we're going somewhere you know cultural or somewhere sunny or whatever we always find some some gallery or something to go to because it's just something that it puts me at ease
0: and where is your favorite location country to go to when you're on holiday and not working.
1: That also varies quite a bit. So uh, we've always, uh, because, because the nature of our business is we can't travel anywhere in the summer. You know, our, our summers are basically fully booked. We've always done a long one month holiday at Christmas. And we very often will do different destinations. So we'll attach different destinations our son is now old enough that he has a say in it. So this year's holiday was actually determined by him. So he actually wanted to do New York and Japan. And I said, uh, well, maybe not in the same trip. Both together. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe not in the same trip. Because, you know, obviously you love to travel, but you haven't got your geography, you know, down to the T. So we ended up doing New York um, this time. But I would say my favorite holidays have been Zanzibar. Zanzibar was fantastic, We, I loved that. Uh, we've done the States lots of times, Mexico, just everywhere, Th- Thailand, just everywhere, South Africa. I loved South Africa, it was so similar to here. Um, I'm guilty of probably knowing the least of Europe because we never kind of do Europe, we always do further afield. But yeah, we're we're very traveled. My father used to own an airline and and hotels, so ever since I was a baby, you know, we were just going everywhere.
0: Okay, actually, tell us about the airline. What, what, where was that?
1: It was based here. It was a it was just it was a low cost European airline. It was called Valair, and he had it for about from when I was well, we're talking fifty years ago till he retired it about twenty five years ago.
0: He was a he was a pioneer in in low cost, then wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, he was. Exactly. He must have been
0: one of the first ones, certainly in Europe. Yeah, anyway, it was
1: it was really, um, and it just did short holes, as in as in European. But because of that, he had he you know his colleagues, his friends, and everything were all the people in the industry. You know the the Virgin Atlantics, the Thomson people. That so our life revolved around traveling, basically.
0: So do you have a favorite food, cuisine? Is there a go-to?
1: Oysters and champagne.
0: Oysters and champagne, together yep. preferably, yes?
1: Yep, that's basically my, <laughs> my ideal meal. <laughs> um, so if I had to yep. say cuisine, it would probably be, it's not a cuisine per, per se, it's a type of food, shellfish. I just love all type of shellfish, you know, like prawns, lobsters and all of that. And then I just love where, whenever I go somewhere, the cuisine from that place, like, trying it there, you know, like, so when we were in Venice, trying, you know, the Italian, when we go to Istanbul, I'd be looking forward to trying that.
0: Now, as we're recording this, you're sipping some rosé. Is that your your go-to tipple, would you say?
1: Um, it's my go-to tipple for, like, just sort of a, a chilled drink. It's not It's not my cocktail, as you might say. I, if I'm out, then then I'm rarely drinking rosé. gives me a headache.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> So, um, you have this amazing bar. It could be in a hotel. It could be in your home, stocked with anything you want in the world. And the hot barman behind the bar, maybe it's your husband, I don't know. And you go to the bar and you order something. What then do you order? What's your favorite drink in that situation?
1: Oh, okay. Can I have two?
0: You can have as many as you want.
1: Okay. So, um, one of them is basically... So, this cocktail company I use for all the events and um, they're called um arlequin and the the owner uh, Javier he's the best mixologist i've ever seen and i don't actually like tequila i've never liked it i've never been able, and he's made this tommy's margarita spicy tommy's margarita which i drink it like lemonade so in, in a, even in uh-huh. events when that isn't one of the cocktails that's been ordered when they leave in the warehouse they go have you got mandy's mixture you know for 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 the tommy's margarita so that's that I have to put that one in there, and then of late, my my guilty pleasure has been, which I don't I don't know if they have it abroad or if it's just here in Spain. It's a um porn star martini.
0: Yes, yes, I've heard of that. Yes, yes. So yes. that's
1: sort of my that's my sort of
0: go to when I'm. I'm actually not too sure what goes in it. Well, with a name like that, I dread to think. But what actually goes in it?
1: Well, it's 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 like I'm, I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I believe it's like there's vodka passion fruit mango and there's like bits of passion fruit in it some type of sugary thing and then separately they give you a shot of champagne which some people either take a sip of it and a sip of the champagne i pour it into it and it kind of like makes it fizzy okay. so it's it's yeah it's sort of a, a fun drink that you very very sweet you don't realize it's going to your head Does what it says on the can <laughs>
0: Okay. I'll I'll maybe try one at some point in the future. It does sound quite sickly though, I must admit. We'll have to have <laughs> one together next <in laughs> time. Yes, yes, we'll do that. Okay, so you have your point style martinis, you have some rose, you have your Mandy's mixture, uh, are you having a dinner party at home and all these great drinks are there? And you're you're serving oysters and champagne and some local cuisine, lots of shellfish. So who do you have around the table? Who is your dream dinner party guests? Alive or dead, can be anybody in the world, fictional real life anybody
1: it would actually be close friends that's that that would be my ideal because again i'm so busy that that there's you know little time that i get to spend so it would be my close friends who live abroad that i don't see that often you know people like cc and it would be my close friends from here that i you know grew up with that i don't see every single day it would just be a fun it wouldn't be a oh, let's get to investigate everything about this person's life. It would be a proper catch-up with with
0: close friends. Wonderful, wonderful. So after you've had a few rosés and champagne and some porn-style martinis, and maybe you're a little bit sort of worse for wear or or tipsy, do you have a special talent? Does it come out? Are you a karaoke queen or a, a raconteur or...? Or you do back flips?
1: I, I I tend to be silly funny. So I'll be like the first one to sort of, you know, start dancing silly, you know, so people don't feel, uh, you know, uneasy to dance. So I sort of tend to be the, the first one to get people up and dancing. That's, I guess, you know, that's a talent. I'm not really a karaoke person. I'm more like during the actual dinner, I've got certain things that you could call talents. Um, you know, like whenever we, we play games, Because of my dad. My dad sort of instilled knowledge in me. So things like Trivial Pursuit, I always win because I think the languages help. A lot of the times the tricks are in in, in the root of a Latin word or something like that. So I'm very good at board games. I can recite every single line of the series Friends back to back. You can show me a clip and I'll tell you what they're about to say next, which everybody finds that amusing. So, yeah if you can consider those talents
0: who's your favorite friends character then
1: it varies i would say ross or joey
0: okay yeah how you doing
1: yes are you doing say it right james how you doing how
0: you doing
1: Man, that's the one <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> wonderful wonderful and and friends is timeless it's timeless
1: and that's the beauty of it all because it is timeless it's something that you know on a sunday when we're just having nothing's going on and we decide to have a duvet day and the three of us are lying down you know it's something my son can watch it's appropriate for him it's something i mean a little nugget of interest so my husband and i've been married 12 years Prior to meeting me, he had never seen an episode of Friends. Really, and he he now is a bit like me knows every line because he's he's watched it so much with me. I'll come home some days, and he's got it in the background. You know, <laughs> you, you know how you put a show like in the background. Um, so yeah, so that's our.
0: Is he from Mallorca as well?
1: No, he's British. I imported him.
0: Okay, he imported yeah. him.
1: <laughs> he literally, he literally came over for the weekend. He literally came over for the weekend to visit a, a friend who was the a, who his best friend was brothers with one of my closest friends, and we met. Got together. He he had to leave at the weekend, and at the time he was uh, the captain of a one of the boats off the coast of Tanzania. You know all the oil rig boats, everything. They've yeah. got the uh, the boats that go back and forth with uh, you know supplies and everything. So there's a there's a second boat that goes with those, which is full of SAS guys with guns and everything. He was the captain of that boat, basically. Wow. Yeah. So he had to leave t- to go there. He had about a week. So we planned for him to come back for a week before he went, but then the Icelandic volcano went off. And Do you remember back then?
0: I do remember that, yes, yes. He tried
1: everything. He tried jet skis and everything to get back to me and nothing. And so he went on. He was supposed to be on eight weeks, and that we were speaking every day, and after five weeks he left and came to Mallorca and moved in, and that was it.
0: Wow, wow, wow. That's
1: why I say I imported him. Because I literally... all...
0: Well, you did, and you didn't have to to pay much import duty either. It, it would no, seem. I didn't.
1: No, it, it's it cost great. him a lot. It hasn't cost me.
0: <laughs> oh, the wine is talking. It's brilliant. Uh, it's yeah. wonderful. Okay, so w- what do you feel passionate about? Is there anything uh, other professional pers- per- personally? What stirs your your loins and your and your inner fire? Do you think oh
1: gosh, there's so many things there's, there's things that I'm passionate about because they're good and there's things I'm passionate about because they're bad um i mean obviously i'm i'm you know I'm, I'm passionate about on the good side, I'm passionate about everything that we do the not the weight on our shoulders but i I feel ridiculously grateful that my so called job entails what it does, which is to basically meet people with whom you become best friends and create amazing events and bring a smile to their faces and call that my job rather than you know a 9 to 5 within that because of it I feel extremely frustrated with with people who have certain jobs to do within that and don't get them done right so that's that's probably my biggest pet peeve is
0: is incompetence, incompetence. yeah yeah no it's um I share that with you definitely
1: yeah I said people. I, I they asked me if I get nervous, so I get stressed, and I I I said, don't. I get frustrated. Yeah. I really really get frustrated because it's like you know, as you know from from the nature of my job, I'm man, you know, I'm handling a thousand things, and I've hired you to do one thing, and you can't get that one thing straight, and it's like how can you have any pride in yourself that you can't? Um. So that's something I'm passionate about. Obviously, you know. My family, my family is the thing I'm the most. A, a, anything and everything that would come up in any of these conversations will probably end up going back to to my family. You know, my my husband and my son are are, are my world basically. Sure. Okay. I, I very much work to live, not live to work.
0: Okay. Do you have any regrets? Have you had any regrets in the past thirty, forty years?
1: I I, I don't have regrets. I have what ifs. So I began this company eighteen years ago, and I was. I was a natural born, I was I was born to do this. So I do wonder, because my, when I went to university, I, wanted, I did art and I did marketing and I did business studies because I wanted to go into like advertising, you know, marketing, something creative. And I didn't, because as I said, I got headhunted. So I do wonder, had I followed my path and started this sooner, like where would I be now? However, I am also very aware that the skills that I developed, you know, being a manager in my department and everything, that probably have made me better at what I'm doing now. So it's more of a what if rather than a regret. Like what would have happened had I not done that part of my career?
0: Wonderful. So if you could switch lives with anybody just for one day, I, I mean, it doesn't have to be that you admire this person or you aspire to be them, but just out of curiosity maybe, would you, can you think of anyone you would want to be in their shoes just for one day? My son.
1: My son. Just so he could see in my shoes how much I do. (laughs) Yeah, literally. That's it. There's nobody else I would want to be. All
0: right, so you would swap then. So he would become you for the day. Okay, gotcha. Yes, yes, And everything I've been telling
1: him for ages of everything that I do and everything that he drives me crazy with all that, he would experience it first time.
0: Well, I mean... I, I was a 12-year-old boy a long, long time ago, but I do sympathize with you knowing what was going through my brain at the age of 12. And it, it only gets worse, you know, it does. Oh, I know. <laughs>
1: I mean, the other, I, I kid you not, the other day he was with my, I, I overheard him downstairs with my husband, and my husband was putting some stuff in the laundry. And it, my husband said to him, have you got any of your basketball kits? You know, can you bring it over? He said, yeah, he said, but, but daddy, why are you doing it? I leave it on the floor and then it just ends up in the wardrobe, clean. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? He doesn't even realise I'm doing that, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, one day of him having to go through all of
0: it. The pixie I mean, the pixies is The pixies,
1: in. he thinks the fairies are, are just well, putting it all no, away. No,
0: I know that. I leave mine on the floor. And 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 in the morning, it's all been folded away. It's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? It's the same yep. with pots and pans. And sometimes I actually deliberately make it even more messier, you know. And and, to and set it a still gets done. Yeah, yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, and the pixies are amazing, and they're free of charge as well. It's wonderful. Yeah, so I would wonderful. love
1: for swap for one day for him to be a pixie,
0: basically. Okay, okay, wonderful, wonderful. And <laughs> is there a fictional character that you've you've you? you aspire to rather than your soul would you a fictional character I aspire to
1: a fictional character and I would play the life of that character
0: if if you could be that person yes yes
1: I don't think there is you know there's lots of people I admire but there's nobody that I would say I'd rather be them than me
0: okay so who would you admire then is it one or two people?
1: Wow. I mean, I admire typical names that come to mind now will not be the ones I will think of afterwards. Obamas. I admire the Obamas because I think they were, within the grand scheme of things, of everything that's going in America, the most normal. Um, you
0: know that, that. It makes you appreciate normality when, yeah. when things like this happen.
1: It baffles me that in a country with billions of people, they, they struggle to find normal people. So I think the way they handled public life and everything, I admire that. I, th- I think the way they've handled it since then, by taking a step back, her not wanting to go into it because feeling like the kids already went through, you know, through that phase. I admire that. I admire I admire some um some some comedians who are actually very world-oriented. So even though they're, you know, they're known as being comedians, they're actually so th- people like The Rock or you know something like that that they they they're so in tune with with you know with their audience and they make people happy and they're not like you know hoity toity like you see them and you're like this is a good person and they couldn't be you know they could be awful so yeah I'm sure it's it's okay. that kind of people the ones that are the ones that that within what's happening in their world they're normal you know they realize that they you know they're not above everybody else
0: okay. Okay. There are some more people um, I
1: can't stand than people I admire, by the way. The ones I can't stand, I could go on
0: for an hour. Well, go down that path if you want to, but but I'll understand if... Just <laughs> keep <Be> positive. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's no problem. So, um, you've been to to several RSVPs in terms of our events. You're a member. You know that naughty is one of our brand values. You know how we don't take ourselves too seriously and we do some some sometimes some naughty things. So, what naughty things have you done?
1: Over the course of my life,
0: yes, yes, tell us
1: oh my goodness,
0: or tell us a naughty joke, or both
1: oh naughty, I mean naughty, what I've done it's a thin line between is it naughty or is it illegal
0: well, no one's listening, it's fine
1: okay, fine um I mean when i was um when I was younger uh, when I was at school, we all used to um steal from shops because we, we used we used to actually make um it was a game. We didn't need to, Yeah, you know, we all had money, but it was like, you know, you somebody would go in and come out with a rubber, somebody as in an eraser. Yeah. Somebody yeah. would come in and the next person went in and they had to get a, an eraser and a pencil. And then the next person had to get an eraser, pencil and that. So that I feel bad because I'm looking back now, I realized they were like family run, you know, little stores. So that's naughty.
0: Okay. And do, do you have a naughty joke at all? A naughty joke? Yes. Um, it can involve swearing, sexual, anything you it's want. It's
1: Actually, but it's actually you actually need to know Spanish for it because it's a bilingual <laughs> one. The one yeah. I'm thinking about now, I can't think of it. I've got a, I've got an interesting fact though, which I found out this weekend. Go on then. I'm completely unnaughty, but um, what is the one part of your body that? Is the same size when you're born as when you die. Never stops growing. Never, never, never grows.
0: Isn't it your eyes?
1: Yeah, your eyeballs.
0: Your eyeballs. Yes. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that, so I thought that was interesting. That's why babies look so cute because they've got massive adult eyes.
0: (laughs) They do. They do. Yes. Yeah. No. Um. Can't remember where I heard that from, but yes. Anyway. Okay. We'll come into the end. But um, is there a theme song for your life? Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing by journey. That's a good one. That's a very good one, actually. That's, a that's good
1: my one. that's my go-to shout out song, you know. When I'm like, you know, when you're in your room and you're just trying to release saying that that's that's the one.
0: Okay, that's wonderful. Well, we're coming to the end now, but Mandy Largo, you come from a family of cunning linguists, you're a great Kandinsky fan, you're a porn star Martini Aficionado. And a competitive shoplifter. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> I'll put that on my bio, on my desktop.
0: <laughs> Speak to you soon.
1: Thank you, James. See you soon.
0: Thank you for listening. If you wish to join RSVP, please go to the website, rsvp.club, or email me, james, at rsvp.club. Our next large event is in Istanbul in April 2024. See you all next week.